Make a statement for your 1911 with the Master Series Laser Grips from Crimson Trace. For the first time, combining instinctive activation with the exceptional look, feel, and durability of natural wood and G10 materials. CrimsonTrace.com It's Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, where all the women are fast, all the men are accurate, and all the children are aware of their muzzles. We're talking about guns, because this is, after all, Gun Talk. I'm Tom Gresham, your host. If you'd like to join us, well, that's real easy. A couple of ways for you to get involved. You can give us a call. That's pretty easy. 866 is the number, 866-825-5486. Or you can send me an email, tom at guntalk.com. We'll get you in here. Had a lot of response over the last couple of weeks. I've been talking a good bit about gun safety and the mindset of gun safety, of always being careful, no matter what. I'm never saying, well, gee, the gun's unloaded so I can point a gun where it shouldn't be pointed. Uh, I can have a finger on the trigger, uh, those types of things. I wrote about it in the newsletter we just sent out. If, by the way, if you're not getting a free email newsletter, you can sign up. Be a member of the True Squad. Go to GunTalk.com. You can sign up over there. Uh, a lot of information, a lot of news there, of course. And I was talking again about uh, safety, particularly public ranges, of not agreeing, because really it is what you're doing. If you're somewhere and somebody else is unsafe with a firearm and you don't do something about that, then you are agreeing that that behavior is acceptable. If you don't say something about it, then you're agreeing it's okay. And if you say something and nothing gets changed and you stay there, then you're saying, I'm okay being someplace where people are handling guns in an unsafe manner. That's simply not acceptable. In fact, we uh, I was talking about, you know, the number of gun accidents has gone down, 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 and we're at an all-time low now. But that's not where we need to be. We still are working to improve that. And someone just wrote, says, you know, and the actual number that's acceptable is zero. And that's a great point. Uh, sorry, we're uh, I'm working on a cough here. So um, let's go straight to the phones. Line two, Nate is with us out of Marysville, Ohio. Hey, Nate. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? I had a quick question about what I can or can't keep in a truck vault. Okay. And I uh, primarily would use it for storing shotguns to go to the sporting clay range. Okay. Um, but I wanted to see if there's anything that I should be aware of. Or well, the truck vault is a truck vault is a set that goes into your uh, primarily an SUV, but it could go into a truck. But uh, and it's a built-in drawer system where you can slide drawers out and put guns into them, and then slide the the drawers back in, right? Okay, I'm trying to understand what the question is. Well, I just wanted to make sure that I could, you know, keep shells in it, that I could keep all my shotguns in it, if there was anything that I would have to be aware of, legalities, or well, anything I mean, that you had advice on. I've never heard of a problem. Um, you know, these drawers do come with locks, and so you can lock them up. 
And I would think that anywhere, I mean, if the gun's unloaded and if it's locked up in the truck vault in the, the drawer, I think that meets the requirements of pretty much anywhere, assuming, of course, you're legal. I mean, there's always that proviso, assuming, of course, you're legal to have the gun where you are. Now, that's right. not going to apply if you're driving onto school property, for instance, where you're not allowed to have a firearm in some states, uh, that type of thing. But uh, I think a truck vault is, number one, it's a pretty cool system. I've had them in uh, cars before and liked right. it a lot. Uh, so I would say if you're thinking about, I mean, do you have one now or you think about buying one? I'm uh, thinking about buying one. Man, I would say go for it. Now, they have two different, I think, two different depths, if I remember right. Is that right? Uh, I think like, sure. Yep, you're correct. Shallow, okay. <laughs> Talk about your unintended consequences. I ran into a problem with one. I got okay. the deep one, right? And I had a big dog, and I had a big kennel for the dog, which would go in the back, but it wouldn't go in the back on top of the the deep one. So okay. I had reduced the amount of room I had. So just, you know, that's a pretty narrowly focused situation, but just something to be aware of. I appreciate that. Yeah, I would say go ahead and go for it. I think you're really going to like it. It's a quality product, and it's pretty slick to be able to roll up, pull out the drawer, and you've got all your guns and your ammo and your uh, hearing protection, eye protection. Everything's right there in the back of your rig. Well, that helps a lot, Tom, and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, I'd say go for it. All right, tell you what, let's take a quick break here. We've got a couple people on the line, but we do have room for you if you'd like to join us. 866-TALK-GUNS will get you in here. I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. In the field or on the range, you need a trigger you can trust. For over 60 years, Timney triggers have been trusted by hunters and shooters everywhere. A Timney trigger could mean the difference between a great shot and a miss. Timney triggers are proudly made in the USA and come with a lifetime warranty. To order, go to TimneyTriggers.com. That's T-I-M-N-E-Y Triggers.com. Small. Powerful. The Springfield Armory XDS is everything you need for concealed carry. Only 21 and a half ounces and only one inch thick makes it easy to carry all day. The 45 ACP caliber is surprisingly easy to shoot and gives you the power you need. The Springfield Armory XDS, noticeably unnoticeable. For more, go to XDSPistol.com. That's XDSPistol.com. Planning to head outdoors today? The National Shooting Sports Foundation reminds you to check the fire danger levels in your area. Whether target shooting, camping, or even parking a car with a hot exhaust, remember to take precautions. If you're going shooting in dry conditions, minimize the possible risk of fire by not using steel jacketed or steel core ammunition, tracer rounds, or exploding targets. As we know, wildfires have many possible causes. Don't be one of them. Smith & Wesson bodyguards carry more comfortably, walk more confidently. When it comes to personal protection, nothing beats a bodyguard. 
Choose the lightweight, compact, and concealable Bodyguard 380 pistol or the Bodyguard 38 revolver, both with a built-in laser sight. The Smith & Wesson Bodyguards. Carry more comfortably. Walk more confidently. All right, just a uh, look at the calendar warning for you. In many states, early voting has already started, or it starts within a week or so. And in some places, the early voting is open only for a week. So check your local situation. And uh, actually, the NRA has a website for that, nraila.org, and they have a map. You just click on your map, your state on the map, and it'll tell you when the early voting is. Also, uh, we're rapidly approaching and may even have hit in some states the deadline for making sure you're registered to vote. And so if you're not registered or you're not sure if you are registered, then be sure to check on that and get registered because this upcoming presidential election is critical. And I mean really seriously, it really is critical. 866-TALK-GUNS is our number here. Line three, David's with us out of Nevada. Hello, David. You're on Gun Talk. Hi, Tom. Hey there. Um, a couple times I heard you uh, disparaging the 17 Mach 2. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, I love it. Talk to I me. I've got an R55 Thompson Center, mm-hmm. semi-automatic, and it shoots fantastic. It's very accurate. And deadly on ground squirrels and water bottles. <laughs> and what's the limit on water bottles anyway? <laughs> uh, I got I drink a lot of water. I love it. Well, you know, I um, I guess where I fall on the uh, the 17 Mach 2, which is a 22 long rifle, neck down to 17 essentially, is I look at it as a solution in search of a problem, and I'm not sure there's anything you. C- you can do with that that you can't do with a good twenty-two, but maybe I'm wrong about that. What well, do you that's see? How as... I stumbled on it. I have an old Marlin twenty-two long rifle semi-automatic, mm-hmm. and I was looking for a new gun. Okay. I came out with this seventeen Mach two, and I said, "Wow, that's uh, pretty cool." So I went and bought that Thompson Center, and uh, just a fantastic rifle. It's the all-weather stainless steel. It's got the crown mm-hmm. barrel. And very, very accurate. Absolutely. Just a delight to shoot. Are you having any trouble finding ammo? No. No, as a matter of fact, I just looked in my safe here, and I've got, I've only got two boxes left, so I'm going to have to go find some more. <laughs> so so far, it hasn't but, been a problem. Okay. Well, look, I appreciate the report. It's, uh, like I say, it's just one of those that I look at it, and I've been thinking, I get the 17 HMR, uh, a lot of, yeah, this is, yeah, by the way, this is not the 17 HMR we're talking about, people. It's a 17 Mach 2. Those are two different cartridges. And I, the 17 HMR has a lot of advantages. I've just been, frankly, not impressed on paper with the 17 Mach 2. So, David, I appreciate your uh, field report. Anytime we can get a range report from somebody that actually has it, that's always a good thing, man. And thank you for that call. I do appreciate that. Uh, line one, Will is with us in Cave Junction, Oregon. Hey, Will. Hey, hi. Hello. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty fast. <laughs> I mean, I got on the line pretty quick here. Good. Well, good. Uh, How can we help I, you? I have a, I bought a Kimber 3-inch uh, Ultra Carry mm-hmm. a few years ago. Okay. And then I, I bought this new ammunition called uh, Hornady Critical Defense. Right. And uh, if you slide the 
uh, in other words, if you go to load it and you got the slide back mm-hmm. and you put the clip in, sometimes mm-hmm. it don't chamber. Uh, okay, so you're putting a magazine in the gun. Well, and well, I'm, I'm, you, you, you got the slide back. Slide's you know, locked back. And, and you put the magazine in, and then you, with your thumb, you release it. Okay. And sometimes it don't chamber. What what happens? Does it jam it or does it? Okay. It um, have you tried it with different magazines? I tried. I got two magazines, and I tried it with the other one. I did the same thing. Okay, because what it sounds like to me is you know obviously I'm assuming that your your gun is clean. You you oh, cleaned yeah. your gun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it sounds to me like maybe you ought to try another magazine. The feed lips on that magazine may be holding that particular ammo. It's a combination of the the nose of that ammo yeah. and the angle that it's holding it. Yeah. It's not picking up and feeding it. And if you tried a different magazine. It might work for you. Magazines well, are weird to send that way. For another one to Kimber because it's a shorter magazine than a regular forty-five. I understand that, but yeah. but that is an officer's model length yeah. magazine. You can buy those. Oh, okay. You can just buy them anywhere. Yeah, you can go to Brownells. Well, I can try one, but I'm yeah, saying go. it doesn't do it all the time. It right. Just, it does it sometimes, but uh, I I use the other ammo like the hard balls. It doesn't do it at all. Yeah, and that's why we love hardball ammo because it just but, always feeds well, and you know uh, anything else can put a uh, a little bit more of a challenge on a gun. Now, it's been my experience that that uh, Kimber three inch Ultra Carry is a very reliable for a three inch gun because three inch 1911s are simply more difficult to get them to run correctly. So, just just a thought for you there. Too, and so, it uh, it worked just fine in that one. Okay. Well, yeah. Try uh, try another magazine. You can go to the Brownells website. What you're looking for is a uh, magazine for an officer's model 1911, and that should work for you. And I appreciate that call, Will. Let me get down to Bob in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, Bob. He's on line four, by the way. Hey, Bob. Well, hey, thank you uh, for taking my phone call. I'm a concealed carry instructor, and I always try to teach the law. I mean, I know what it is here in Oklahoma about transporting a gun, but if someone's trying to get from here, Oklahoma, to California, or here to New York City, they're mm-hmm. always asking, I'm going to be going through a state, and my my answer has always uh, been, you're going to have to carry your gun in non-reciprocal states in accordance with how uh, the, uh, the Gun-Free School Zone Act says you should carry it, which I believe is the gun should be unloaded and in a locked container, and if you have ammunition, it should be separated from that in a uh, in a netherlock container or some places uh, a little hard to get to, not easily accessible. I believe is what they say. Is, would, am I teaching them the correct thing? You're teaching them a safe way, but not necessarily the best way. But what you're okay. telling them, you're not wrong. So let's just say that if they do it the way that you said, basically having the gun unloaded in a locked container and the ammo separate, then you're good everywhere except. And this is a big exception. Uh, be careful about New York and New Jersey because they don't basically obey the law. And the the applicable law here is the Firearms Owners Protection Act, FOPA. And that says okay. if you're legal where you start and legal where you end, then you're legal to take a gun through any state. Unfortunately, New York and New Jersey don't pay much of attention to the federal law, and they will arrest you anyway. So just drive around those <laughs> states. But let me go yeah, back to... Drive around them. Uh, 
there are that doesn't mean that you can't have a loaded gun with you, even if that state doesn't honor your concealed carry permit. Uh, some states, for instance, Louisiana, just an example, and there are some others. It's perfectly legal to have a loaded firearm in your car uh, as long as it's not concealed on your person and no permits necessary and you don't have to be a resident. So anybody can drive into Louisiana, have a loaded gun sitting up on the dashboard or on the seat next to him, and that's perfectly legal. But the demand there, and this is why I say that you're safe with what you're doing, is you have to know the law in every state you go through. That's true. So every time you cross a state line, the law changes. Yeah, because ignorance of the law is no excuse. No excuse, and you can and will get yourself in trouble. Do you have time for a real quick self-defense story that's true that happened to me last week? Do it. You bet. Okay. I'm out in my own place. My neighbor's goat gets out of the yard. He comes over my place. I have this flashback to the petting zoo where all animals are friendly and you can pet them. Mm -hmm. I don't pay this goat any attention. He's eating some persimmons. Next thing I know, he's attacking me. Well, I don't want to kill the goat, but uh, he is butting me pretty good with the horns. I'm grabbed a hold of the horn trying to control the animal. Those Mm -hmm. things have very strong necks. Oh, yeah. And I I do have to pull the gun, and all the time I'm thinking, okay, where's my bullet going to go? Because I'm an instructor. I teach all this stuff. Right. I don't want to shoot the animal. I don't want to have to buy a new goat. Um, I found out something. Goats don't know what warning shots are. And uh, <laughs> finally, finally, to stop this sucker, I had to put the um, the barrel right next to its ear. Now, the bullet went into the ground. I didn't kill any animal. Mm-hmm. But I fired that thing. And I think I singed the hair on his ears. I know I definitely. I was carrying a three fifty seven SIG, uh, Smith & Wesson M&P. Right. And it stopped the goat. I got into the van. I started catching my breath. Uh, I'd never been into a situation like that, but everything was pumping. And that goat, I, I tell you, I never knew that goats could cuss, but I started hearing that goat cuss, and I knew exactly what he was saying. He said, you tell me, come out and finish it like a man. I said, no, 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 I'm fine right here in the van. <laughs> so as a, a firearms instructor... Was yes. this your first your your first episode of having to uh, pull a gun in self defense? <laughs> was on a goat. So let tell me this: How quickly did it develop? It developed really fast. He uh, he actually butted me from behind hmm. while I was uh, trying to do some fence work. So you got mud. And, uh, and 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 before I I didn't hit the ground, but I'm telling you, he was. Um, I did something. I don't know what I did, but I did something that he didn't like. And I thought that the first thing I thought was, okay, I can get a hold of this goat and control it because right. it's, you know, waist high. Oh, I was so wrong about that. And I have bruises all over me on my arms, on my legs. And and had I gone to my feet, uh, I mean, got off my feet and went to the ground, it would have, um, it, it could have been a, a serious scoring or something. Sure. Well, it's like people who have been attacked by a so-called pet deer. And the buck goes into rut, and uh, I, I don't care how big or little it is. It can be a, a hundred pounds. It can be eighty pounds. It's amazing how strong they are. Amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. So anyway, that's my story. So and thanks for listening. Well, now we got to go work up some goat loads. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. All right, I appreciate the report. That's what I had not heard of before. So there you go. Uh, hmm. Goat loads. Let's talk to Miles on line two. He's in Reno, Nevada. Hey, Miles. 
Hey, it's kind of ironic. I have a similar goat story, but it's way too long and convoluted <laughs> to tell here. Welcome uh, to Goat Talk. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the reason why I was calling was about the sporting purposes kerfuffle on the H&K MP7. Uh-huh. If the laws were what I'd like and I had scads of money, I probably wouldn't, still wouldn't own one. But if I did, what happened to you? Are you still there? We got a bad phone? That was weird. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, go ahead. That was very strange, yes. That was weird. If I had an HK MP7, I would only use it for sporting purposes. I would probably only use it for going after critters, you know, like prairie dogs and squirrels and, you know, things like that. I would not use something like that for self-defense against a human being because... It's a 17 caliber round, and I really wouldn't trust a 17 caliber round to put down a human being. Well, one of the things we have to do in this country is we've got to get serious about getting rid of this silly notion of you can only have guns that have a sporting purpose. And right now, you can only import guns into the U.S. that have a sporting purpose. Uh, you know what? The Second Amendment says nothing about sporting. Uh, the Bill of Rights is, has nothing to do with sporting, hunting, competition, anything else like that. And so, with any luck, if we can get Mitt Romney elected, we can make a serious effort to change the laws in the U.S. and get rid of this silly construct of a sporting purpose. You know, having a gun for self-defense is legitimate. It has nothing to do with sport. So, it's a, you know, I it's just, a I mean, it's it, it just the whole idea of saying, you know, you could have a gun for sporting purposes, is a bad concept from the beginning to the end. Let's not appreciate the call, sir. Uh, you're talking about cool guns, interesting guns, different kinds of guns. There are guns that are made by our major gun makers that are not in their catalogs. I don't know if you know about this. But they make guns that are special items, maybe limited run items. And you got to know where to go to find out about them. And, you know, the weird part is, if you don't know where to go, you'll never even know that Smith & Wesson made a special mountain rifle with these, or a mountain uh, gun, the 44 Magnum with special features, or that Ruger did a special run of this cool gun. You go, that's pretty neat. I just went into a store the other day and found a Ruger 1022 with a blue stock I'd never seen before. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about a place where you can go to find out more about some of these special run guns. So don't go far. We'll be right back with more Gun Talk. We're back with you. Tom Gresham here. It's Gun Talk, 866-825-5486, or you can shoot me an email, tom at guntalk.com. You, of course, should have the Gun Talk app for your smartphone. That's pretty easy to grab. And uh, with that, you can download the shows, you know, whenever we do something new, put out podcasts, which we're doing pretty much a podcast every week. And that's stuff that you're you're simply not going to hear, interviews and kind of random thoughts that you're not going to hear unless you're subscribed to the podcast, and those are free. So you can grab the uh, the app for your phone that way. We also put out a newsletter 
Uh, and that, that's about once a month. We're not going to burden you with a whole lot of stuff, but it's a lot of information there. Also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's, you know, Twitter, it's, uh, gun talk. And gosh, I'm probably putting out 15 to 30 or 40 of those every week. So lots of news going on there. A lot of ways to stay in touch so that you can be the best informed gun person in your group. So when people are going, hey, have you heard about it? You go, oh, yeah, I know about that. Let me fill you in on it because you heard about it on Gun Talk. So that'll help you out there. Let's see, 866-825-5486. Line three, Ronnie is with us out of Melbourne, Arkansas. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, what do you say? You doing all right today? I'm good. Good. What's up? Uh, not much. I just re- acquired a Magnum Research and a oh. Desert Eagle and a 50 AE. No. And I shot it several times and really enjoy it, and it's not got near the recoil I thought it would have, and I just was wondering your opinion on it, if you have any experience with one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, the, you know the reason it doesn't have the recoil, you would think, is because it's a big old heavy pistol. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's I mean, it, real it's, nice. I really enjoy it. It really does. Um let me ask you this. Have you been able to find ammo okay for it? I've been able to find it. It's getting to be quite expensive, but I've been able to find it. Yeah, if there's a cartridge that'll make you take up hand loading, that may be the one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's some pretty expensive ammo out there. Now, here's the other thing. Have you taken it to the range and let any of your buddies shoot that gun yet? I had one friend that took it and uh, run a box through it just in a little bit, and he was just really impressed with it and really liked it. <laughs> It was real accurate well, after you shot it about a couple of times and got used to it. Well, once you, you realize it's not going to hurt you and you start concentrating again on, you know, side alignment and trigger press and all of that, it'll shoot very well for you. And it's a it's a big cartridge. It's a 50 caliber cartridge. But they're just yeah. big, delightful guns. Now, there's nothing small, compact, carryable about them. It's really more for either having fun with a very good concealed carry with it. Nah, not unless you're uh, Shaquille O'Neal or something, you know. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I for the rest of us, what it really would thank be... Thank you very much, and have a real nice day. All right, listen, I appreciate that. What that also is good for is it's a really good hunting handgun. A lot of people into uh, using handguns for hunting, which is really a ton of fun. If you've never done it and you're thinking about it, you know, you can certainly try it uh, with probably the gun you have now. Yeah, you got to get a goat gun, right? Thank you a lot. <laughs> goat gun. Uh, you could actually hunt deer with, uh, you could do it with a 357 Magnum. Use some good bullets and limit your shots to 50 yards, 60 yards maybe. Make sure that you can shoot it well enough for that. But it would certainly be powerful enough to anchor a buck. And now you're having a whole bunch of fun. Obviously, when you move up to a 41 Magnum or 44 Magnum in a revolver, you're getting to where you really need to be. Uh, in a semi auto, I gotta say that probably, if you're talking about a deer size animal, I would want to be shooting a 10 millimeter. Now, there are some loads available. Um, double tap ammo has some very special loads for 45 ACP that you could use. But for most people, I think a 10 millimeter would be where I'd want to be uh, in a semi-auto. Obviously, the, the, this is not counting the, uh, the Desert Eagles, because those, yeah. Those will definitely do the job. You start to go up in size, cartridges like that, and that will do what you need to do, as we say. Let's uh, go to line one. Wayne's with us out of Mississippi. Hello, Wayne. Thanks for calling Gun Talk. Hey, how are you, Tom? Enjoy your show every Sunday. 
Great, great. What's up? Um, here in here in my state, we have a gunslinger law. What's that? And it's uh, you know you can carry as many concealed loaded weapons in your, your truck. I farm, and so I'm never in the end of these long turn roads or whatever without a without a weapon. And but anyway, you can you can go anywhere in Mississippi with a gunslinger law, concealed loaded weapons without any registration or anything. You know, you don't have to have anything. No, but it has to be and, in your car for that. I mean, you can't carry conceal without a permit if you just no, walk around. No, no, you can carry it in your car. You gotcha. know, not on gotcha. your person in your car without any permit or anything. It's a gunslinger law. Have you ever had a, a need for your uh, your carry gun? If, uh, in the, if only in the truck. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of times over the years. Uh, there, there are a lot of wild hogs down here in some of the some of the areas and. Uh, little monkeys will run at you sometime, and I'm, yes, I'm just not will. going to put up with that. And and I never did actually shoot, but it veered off in the woods. But uh, uh, anyway, but I go see my sister a couple mm-hmm. states over. I always, every year, call and see if there's been any changes about crossing state line. And I call mm-hmm. the highway patrol and, and the states that I'm going to cross into mm-hmm. and talk to the, somebody, and they tell me that for the most part, if you're in uh, your home state and you got your, the tag on your car is your home state and all, they honor my state's uh, laws, you know. And well, I, I got a cute remark one time. It said, if you leave yours alone, just inform the officer that you are carrying a weapon in the vehicle loaded. Um, he, he, he said, if you leave yours alone, I'll leave mine alone, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and yeah. I appreciate that. And they honor and that, that. They honor the state. That's generally true as a courtesy, but understand they don't have to. And if you get some firebrand that's fresh out of the academy, and he's saying, yeah, but that's not the law, and it may not be the law, because they may say, look, you can't have a loaded gun in your car in our state without a permit. And if you don't have the permit, you know, you could get yourself into some serious trouble. So... While I just let me just offer this, I have found generally speaking that the police are not one of the best people to ask on what the laws are in a state. Generally speaking, particularly when it comes to gun laws, you will get a variety of answers when you ask the police. And some of them will be right and some of them will be wrong. And it doesn't matter because if they tell you the wrong thing and you get into trouble, you can't use that as a defense. So. I'm going to say once again, for those who are traveling across state lines, to go to the NRA ILA's website, nraila.org, and they've got gun laws right there. You click on them, and you can look at the states that you're going to be going through, what the gun laws are, and make sure that you are informed on those. Because otherwise, I think you're setting yourself up for very possibly a bad situation as you're you're traveling through some of these states. So just food for thought for those who are, are considering that. Uh, tell you what, we'll take a quick break right now. We'll come back in just a second. 866-TALK-GUNS is how you reach us. I'm Tom Gresham, and this is Gun Talk. There's a rise in home invasions in America, and you need to be ready. Ready to protect yourself and your family. The Bedside Backup from Crossbreed Holsters keeps your gun at your bedside ready to go. It also folds flat for easy storage and travel. Take it with you and use with any hotel bed. To see more, go to CrossbreedHolsters.com. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com. The Bedside Backup is not a child safety device. 
the Mossberg 4x4 bolt action rifle adds up to the best rifle value you can take to the field. No other firearm in its price range offers the same premium features and options as the 4x4. Mossberg, field proven performance since 1919. We're Americans. More specifically, South Dakotans. Gun aficionados, ballistics geeks, and inspection ladies who can sense and then find the tiniest of flaws. Because of their nitpickiness, zeal, and grit, evident through every part of our production process, we're counted among the finest in the world. We are Black Hills Ammunition. In the war on terror, fighting crime in the streets, in competition, and in homes around the world, one name in firearms stands out. Sig Sauer. Our pistols and rifles are renowned for their unfailing performance. The same commitment to excellence can be found in our line of accessories and the training offered by the Sig Sauer Academy. For unmatched quality, reliability, and innovation when it counts, choose Sig Sauer. Visit SigSauer.com today. Interesting. I, just, I uh, was just looking at an email that came in, a guy saying, I think you need to get a constitutional expert on because I think you're you're misinformed about what the laws are. And just because the courts say something is or isn't doesn't mean it is or isn't. Well, I understand that viewpoint because the point being I was saying, look, if the courts rule against a gun right, then you do, in fact, lose that gun right. He's saying, no, you don't. We still have the right. Well, I understand what you're saying. You could say, but the Second Amendment says this. Wonderful. But if the law says something else, then you're faced with, I'm going to violate the law because I think the original intent of the Founding Fathers was different. Good luck with that. Because you can and will be arrested. You can and will be convicted. You can and will be, in some situations, actually sentenced to jail or prison. Now, you can keep saying, but the founding fathers, and they will say, but that's not what the law is, and you broke the law. So for those who say, for instance, like in Louisiana right now, we're looking at this amendment that's on our ballot uh, for us to vote on that says, if it's passed in Louisiana, any gun law, when it goes to the courts, that the court would have to use strict scrutiny as the criteria. In other words, it would have to use the most stringent criteria. And people are still saying, I, I just don't even believe it. I mean, there's people out there putting this stuff on the Internet. You're saying that we're giving the powers to the courts to decide our Second Amendment rights. Hello, wake up, please. The courts always have the power to review laws. People will challenge laws, and they challenge them in the courts. I mean, you... You are clear on that, that things get challenged and they go to the courts and the courts get a say in this. There are three branches of law. We'll go back to basic civics class here. OK, executive, judicial and legislative. The courts are one part of that. So to say, well, yeah, but that's not what the Second, second Amendment says. Well, you and I can sit there and agree on that and we can have a cold one and we'll be buddies about it. But the truth of it is, what actually matters is what the courts have decided. 
And that's why this particular presidential election is so very important. Because Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, one or the other, is going to choose two, maybe three, new Supreme Court justices. Right now, we have won two major cases by one vote. Barack Obama has already put two super liberal anti-gun justices on the court. If he's able to impact it and change that to a 5-4 the other way, we start losing every single gun rights case that goes to the Supreme Court. We Let me say that again. We will lose every single gun rights case that goes to the Supreme Court if Barack Obama is reelected. Forget everything else. Forget all the noise. Forget the debates. Forget the promises. As far as I'm concerned, all the other issues can go away. This is the one. Because you can say, well, this guy can't do that, or he could do that, or maybe he would improve the economy, or maybe he would do this to Medicare. Maybe, maybe. Those are all big maybes. This one's a solid lock. This is a guaranteed deal. Barack Obama will change the Supreme Court to the point where we will lose every gun rights case brought to the Supreme Court. Done deal, lock it in, bet the farm on it. That would happen. Man, life. I, I, I don't, honestly don't understand, folks, who don't get that the courts have a say in this. Man, I'm telling you. Uh, let's go to line four. Mark is in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, Tom? I'm good. Love your show. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm relatively new to loading um, bottleneck rifle cartridges. Okay. And uh, I ran up some 308 rounds, and I apparently, when I was seating the bullet, set the shoulder back just a skosh. And it's just enough that my M14 will not uh, actually uh, fire them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the, apparently the uh, primer is just far enough ahead of the uh, the the firing pin that the firing pin doesn't quite uh, connect solidly well, you, enough for the okay. primer to let it go off. And I was you, wondering you, if you had any solution to what I can do to uh, yeah. to uh, solve uh, to salvage those cases. Okay, um, let's see. Yes, pull the bullets. Do you, do you have a bullet puller? Yes, I do. Okay, pull the bullets, start over, uh, load them with a lighter load. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to salvage those cases in a safe manner, okay? Okay. Uh, Do you have a bolt-action 308 by chance? I do not. Okay, we can do it with this. It's just going to be a little bit more cumbersome. And honestly, by the the time we do this, it may not be worth the effort. What we're going to do, and I'm going to try to go fast because I'm short on time, we're going to reload those with a light load, at the not a super light load, but at the bottom of the manual, light load. And we're going to seat the bullet real far out in a, a point where the bullet is going to engage the rifling when you chamber the cartridge. That's going to press the back of the case all the way back against the breech. That will cause it to fire. Then it will move the shoulder back forward, forward when it goes out. We want that lighter load, and we're going to single fire these. We want that lighter load because pressures increase as you see the bullet against the rifling. At that point, when you start reloading, you need a go-no-go gauge that tells you if you've seated your headspace is too far out or too little. And a go-no-go gauge is real important. For more information on how to do all this stuff, 
Go to the Sinclair International website. Lots of good information on reloading at Sinclair, I-N-T, or, or just go start at Brownells. Brownells.com, and you can go to Sinclair that way. Lots of information for you there. And we're back with you. Let's go straight to the phones. Line three, we have John in Incline Village, Nevada. Hey, John. Hi, how you doing, Tom? I'm good. Talk to me about this story. Well, yeah, first I just want to thank you for what you're doing. It's awesome. Um, well, my wife um, is has been on a journey, a long journey, on, on getting a gun to carry um, and, and just to have around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, we We had... Started out with we had a GP one Ruger GP one hundred six inch barrel three fifty seven. Okay. She loved the grip, um, loved shooting the things. Just just a joy to shoot. Obviously, with her we were just shooting thirty eight specials, but wanted to go to obviously something to carry. So we first gun we had was the Smith three sixty I believe it's their Airlite mm-hmm. thirty eight special. Um, okay. She lo- loved the gun. A um, little small, in the, even though she's got really small hands, um, very petite as far as wrists, you know, um, and but she has long fingers. And she was trying the 360. Actually, she qualified on that gun, believe it or not. Um, and, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, but she, uh, <laughs> but she qualified with some help with the range instructor, but he but the groupings that she did was was excellent, so they qualified her for carry. Okay, so um, what, what did hey John? What did she end up with? Well, we've gone through four of them. We went from the uh, from the uh, Smith to a Ruger LCR, and mm-hmm. then to the a Smith 351 22 Mag. And the reason we did that is because the 238s were too much of a bark for her. She was able to do the trigger pull on the LCR, but could not do it. She always had the single action, the the original Smith. She still has to single action the um, the 22 mag, but now she's going for, to the GP 103 inch barrel. Loves the grip, loves the gun. Obviously, it weighs a ton, but um, with her learning how to use it, um, she'll just learn how to carry it. Okay, let um, me ask you a question. I got I, I got to ask you a question, John. Why are you locked in on revolvers? Because uh, we've tried uh, uh, autoloaders, and no matter how hard many she tried, all the different ones, and she tried it every which way but Sunday, she cannot rack a slide. Sure she it, can. It's just totally impossible. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it, 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 no, serious, I'm serious. Is she handicapped? I'm, I mean, it's a serious question. Uh, no. It, okay. <laughs> she's just very petite, and she does not Doesn't have matter. any strength. Even yeah. though we've worked John, with, John, 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 John. John, I'm, I'm short on time. I can tell I can tell your wife how to do this in 60 seconds, and she will be able to rack the slide on any handgun. Seriously. Okay. okay? Here it is. Uh, imagine, if you will, you're holding the gun in your right hand, right? Right. Fingers off the trigger. You pull the gun right back into your chest. Reach with your right. left hand and right. hold your left hand out, palm down, thumb pointing back at your chest, fingers all together, right? Right. Drop right. that hand right over the top of the slide. Right. And grab that slide with your thumb still pointing back at your chest. Shove Correct. forward hard with your right hand. Yank back hard with your left hand. I have never 
to this day found anybody that can't rack a slide like that on any semi-automatic pistol? Well, I think you've met one. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I doubt it. I, I'm just telling you, uh, if she's not able to do it, I'm thinking, and I'm just going to tell you, there's something short on the instruction because I've not, fa- unless she's like 90 years old and doesn't sound like she is. And the reason I'm saying this is, the guns you're telling me about are all expert guns. Number one, never cock a revolver for self-defense use. Never cock a revolver for self-defense use. And after that, these are more experts' guns. She would be better off, I think, with a semi-auto. And I'm just going to tell you, find an instructor who can help her. Find a woman instructor who can help her. You need to get out and get away from the range and let somebody else teach her. She can do this. Women can work the slides on these guns. And I just, I hate to see somebody struggling when it's unnecessary. We'll talk about that more on the backside. 